the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Leah Dietrich, Director of Clinical Services for City Mission in Washington, PA, filling in as host for Dean Gartland, our President and CEO, who is not with us today. Today we are going to begin discussing uh, relating scripture and how biblical principles connect to the 12 steps of recovery. If you've been following along to the series we've discussed in previous podcasts, steps one through seven of the 12 steps of recovery, we would encourage you to take a listen to those. But today we're going to be diving into steps eight and nine. Before we do that, I'm going to talk a little bit about City Mission and I'm going to introduce our guests, our our guest hosts as we join today uh, on this podcast. So City Mission has been around and serving individuals who are homeless for over 80 years. During this time, we have grown to serve a total of 173 residents on our campus. We serve veterans, single women, single men, and also women and children on our campus. Not only are we able to serve individuals who come to us in need of housing, but we also have an outreach portion of our program where we serve folks in the community who are at risk of homelessness or just in need by providing them with food as well as additional resources and services. We believe at City Mission in the importance of supporting individuals in recovery who struggle with mental health, with medical needs, and with addiction. So as we jump into this podcast, it's really important to us to be able to speak to the addiction portion of what we do. At City Mission, we believe firmly in the 12 steps of recovery and also in our biblical principles and spiritual foundation that really root the City Mission in what we do. So today I have brought into the studio with me two of our staff members who are going to help us to dive into steps eight and nine. So we have Brad Nelson, who is our manager of the Veterans Program. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Brad. Hi, Leah. Thank you for having me today. And then we also have Lisa Rotello, who is our manager of our Single Women's Program. Good morning, Leah. How are you? We're so happy to have both of you today, and I think that your expertise in the addiction recovery field um, will really have an impact. So let's start off by, tell me a little bit about your roles at City Mission and your history in dealing with addiction and recovery. So uh, I've been at the mission coming up on five years. It'll be in November. Prior to uh, the mission, I worked inpatient rehab in the greater Pittsburgh area for 11 years. And I am also a person in recovery for 24 years. So not only is it my profession, it's kind of my hobby, too, as well. That's great. And what about you, Lisa? Well, I have uh, some... been at the mission three and a half years now. Started out in the men's program, and now I'm managing the women's program, the single women. Um, and I too have been historically employed in the drug and alcohol field for 11 years as well. 
in another facility. Um, and it is also my life, part of my life story. At 18 and a half years sober, I have lived the same sort of story that Brad has. We have a lot in common. We do. We do. Well, thank you both for being here and sharing those pieces. Um, As we jump into this topic, we are talking today about steps eight and nine and the willingness and brotherly love that come with those steps. So I'm going to go ahead for our listeners at home. If you're not familiar with the 12 steps, we are going to share them first, and then we'll dive in a little bit into what these steps mean to you and how they can relate to so many things. So starting with step eight, step eight says, I made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And we've related the scripture, Luke six thirty one, do to others as you would have them do to you. And then step nine, made amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Matthew five twenty three and 24. Therefore, if you are offering your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. So in these steps, we are talking about reconciliation in a lot of in a, in a shortened version of the words. So I want to start with you, Lisa. Talk to me a little bit about steps eight and nine. What do they mean to you? Why are they so important? Well, Leah, I think looking back on my life and looking back on the experience that I have working with people in, in recovery, the primary one of the primary components of recovery itself is the willingness, and that is to look at self as well as look at um, the error of our ways. And I think part of you know what the eight and nine really focus on is is looking at our own part in the broken relationships that um, we've created and looking at the mistakes that we've made, the damage that we've done. And I think willingness to look at that and then address that. So we, we make direct amends. And that is, <laughs> it's a very important word in the ninth step that, uh, you know, I can make amends all day long in my head. Um, I can with God. I can ask for forgiveness. I can do all of those things. But until I come to the table with the evidence that it was my side of the street that was, you know, that was a mess and I have to clean that up, until I get there, um, I'm not really making direct amends. I'm not amending my behavior, and to amend means to change. So for me, that's the key component in those two is that I have to amend my behavior in order to back up what I've quote-unquote apologized for um, in my past behaviors. Absolutely. And I know before we jumped into this podcast, Lisa and Brad and I were talking about these steps and that impact. And Brad, I think what you were sharing goes right along with that. So I'll just open the mic to you. Thanks, Leah. So I really want to start um, with Matthew 6, where they asked Jesus, you know, how should we pray? And he goes on to talk about God's will. And then that follows up with forgive us our sins as we forgive others. And one thing I've learned all through school is if the teacher repeats something, it's going to be on the test. So at, in Matthew six fourteen, he says, of all these things, forgiveness. So here's the teacher repeating forgiveness like within a couple of lines of scripture. So I know that forgiveness is on the test. So, you know, uh, getting our lives in order is really important through eight and nine. And, uh, but this is also about sending tentacles out from your recovery. 
And um, one of the things that it takes to forgive, it's not easy to forgive. Whether you're in recovery or not, it's a very difficult thing to do. Um, it takes a lot of courage to go to someone and ask for forgiveness. And sometimes they go good and sometimes not so good. And there's a valuable lesson. Um, if you work a program of recovery, uh, the recovery literature talks about clean time speaks for itself. Oftentimes, many amends are made after we've worked the first seven preceding steps. But one of the most important things that I've learned from this is when someone does me harm and they come to forgive, ask forgiveness from me, I know how they feel. I know how hard it is, how much courage it takes, how frightening it is. And um, I'm more easily able to forgive others now. I'm not messing life up anymore like I was in active (laughs) addiction. So not as much forgiveness. But human people, humans are messy, mm-hmm. and everyone makes mistakes. And so when someone comes to me, it's so easy to forgive them because I know how much courage it takes to come and ask for forgiveness. And when I do that, and when they do that, we're actually fulfilling God's will. God's will, it talks about it in Our Father, that your will be done, and then it goes on and tells me to forgive. And then Jesus goes on again to repeat this forgiveness thing. It's pretty important. It's going to be on the test. I like to get A's, so I like to forgive. (laughs) I think along those lines, too, when we forgive, there's freedom in that, right? And when we are given and shown forgiveness from others, there's freedom in that, too. Yeah, you know, forgiveness is not necessarily something nice we do for ourselves or for someone else. It's something nice we do for ourselves, and, and it's what God wants us to do. So it's something nice we do for him as well. He wants, like you said in the beginning, this brotherly love that amongst us. Can you talk a little bit about, Brad, times where you've seen this in application, you've seen this in life? So, you know, there's like two different kinds of amends to make, and there's indirect amends and... Um, direct amends. So just a couple of direct amends in my own life. Uh, the first direct amend I made was with uh, someone I was in a relationship and I just went down and opened up my wallet. Sometimes you just have to pay up. Um, but I want to talk about one of the biggest amends I've had to make and that was with my mother. I wasn't always a wonderful son. And when I reached this uh, this stage of my recovery, I had called her and said, hey, I'm coming over. I want to talk to you. She was getting smart about this recovery stuff all, all along. So I went in with a lot of bravado, and I was like, sit down, I need to talk to you. And she was like, no, you sit down. It scared me. <laughs> and um, this is what she said to me. She said, um, you don't need to say anything. I already got everything that I've ever wanted. I just wanted my son back. And uh, that's what I meant earlier when I talked about if we work the steps before this, sometimes when we get to this step, the the uh, the direct amends has already been done through, uh, like Lisa talked about, a change in behavior. Mm, absolutely. All right. And I think that's similar to that. Um, when I think back to the amends that I made with my father, and I, um, when I walked into it, I thought, well, uh, you know, I'm going to repair this relationship. I'm going to, I'm going to, he's going to see that, that I'm a different person, that I'm better and all these kinds of things. And when I said to him, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to apologize for all those times that, and he, (laughs) he said, I don't know what you're talking about, honey. He had already seen much like Brad said, he had already seen me as a new person. He has seen me at that, at that moment as a person who had successfully managed, um, to get sober, to stay sober, to behave differently, to follow, um, 
you know, to follow God's word, to follow um, the principles of the program in my in my everyday life. And so he had outgrown, right, the damage, it seemed. And so the forgiveness was already there. It was just an icing at that point. In our in our daily lives, you know, an act of addiction, I was a horrible employee. I called off. I missed work. I did a bad job. Um, I was uh, had to go through bankruptcy. I owed credit card companies lots of money. Um, I'm a good steward of my credit today. I'm an employee who doesn't call off for work. I try to work as hard as I can. And that's not necessarily for the mission. That's a, a living amends that I'm making with all those employees in the past that I don't even know where they are. But God sees that work. Jesus sees that work and knows that I'm doing that with intention. It's important to do these indirect amends with intention Mm -hmm. and that I'm doing this for a reason. I'm working hard. Yeah, I don't want to go to work today, but I'm not calling off. And I'm doing that with intention. It's part of my amends to past employers or I'm using uh, uh, wise decisions with credit because um, I can't go back and, and fix some stuff you can't go back and fix, mm. and you just have to make it right in the here and now. Mm-hmm. And I think that living example of change is so, so powerful. Now, we just have a few minutes, but I just want to ask, is tell me a little bit about how important this is for you in working with someone to help them the amends pro- in the amends process, whether it's someone that might be a client or whether it's someone who might be uh, a friend in recovery or things like that. Why is this important? Well, I think uh, in, in thinking back on women that I've sponsored in the past and some of the women that I've worked with um, in the field, um, there's a, a degree of relief that you had spoken of that comes with um, pointing out the change, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult for a person in early recovery to see that nothing else outside of them has changed, but that they are the ones that are required to change. So when they bring their sort of new approach uh, to the people that they're making amends with. They're coming as a different person, much like what happened with my father. And it's it's expressing to them how important it is to look at their own part in this because to a great degree um, coming into recovery, there's an awful lot of victimization that goes on internally. There's a whole Mm -hmm. lot of, if you had my life, you drink too. And if you, you know, all these things that happen to me, what this does is bring to the surface your part. And that's the only way we stay clean is by looking at our part in what we've done and changing that moving forward. Absolutely. One of the things that I know in our work together, Lisa, I've heard you say often to people is you have to continually show these changes in behavior too, uh, and not expect that because you say the behavior is changing, you've made the amends that someone's going to immediately accept that. Uh, But being able to accept who you are and what you're doing in that world and what you're bringing to the table is so important. Right. Because no one else is required to change. Right. But we are. Absolutely. The only thing I want to add to that is like it's almost never the person. It's always the behavior. So we often attach behaviors to people and it is coming from them, but the people aren't bad. It's the behavior and we can adjust the behavior. Absolutely. 
Well, we are out of time for today's episode, but I am happy to say that Brad and Lisa will be joining us in our next episode of this podcast. So we hope that you'll join us. Thank you for joining today's session. And thank you, Brad and Lisa, for your wonderful comments and this great discussion. Next time, we're going to continue to break down the 12 steps of recovery with steps 10 through 12. We want to encourage you to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under at City Mission 1941. And we would love to hear your comments on the topics that we discuss. Until next time, God bless you all from myself and the entire City Mission Hope for the Homeless team. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.